The Smiley J Artist Zone podcast is an engaging and insightful platform designed to celebrate and explore the world of artistry in all its forms. Hosted by Smiley J, a passionate advocate for the arts, this podcast offers a vibrant and inclusive space where artists from various disciplines can share their experiences, insights, and creative journeys. Listeners can expect a diverse range of topics discussed on the podcast from artist interviews, their creative process, and other fun questions for those inquiring musical minds. Bestbookbits.com brings you part four of the book, The Power of One More by Ed Milet. This one, we're going to jump into one more and the five principles of time management. Let's go. If you haven't done part one, two, and three, click the link below to watch those again, and let's get on with it. Every day is a new life to a wise man. Dale Carnegie. Everyone accepts there are 60 seconds in a minute, 60 minutes in an hour, and most of us still think there are 24 hours in a single day. You're probably thinking, of course we do. That's how many hours there are in a day, right? Now, if you're a high performer, not if you're a one more thinker. Instead, what if I could show you how to bend and manipulate time to your maximum advantage? One more thinkers don't get 24 hours in one day. I'm going to show you how we get three days in a single 24-hour block of time. I know it sounds crazy, but it's not. As much as everything else, this principle has contributed to my success since I first started using it more than 20 years ago. Along with the other time management principles I employ, I've used it to triple the number of days I have, and that has helped me triple the, my amount of productivity. One more thinkers perceive time differently, and now I'm going to teach you how to do the same thing. Your relationship with the perception of time. Time is a constant, but we treat time as a variable. How often have you heard these expressions? Ah, this day is taking forever. That month flew by. And my personal favorite, I can't believe the weekend is over already. Through our experiences, age, current circumstances, how much rest we get, and how busy we are, our perception of time is constantly shifting. Scientists call this mind time, and it's completely different than clock time. Mind time is what the speed of time feels like, and clock time is a constant chronology measured by the ticking hands of a timepiece on a wall. Time is a fundamental element of our being and how we perceive the world around us. Our sense of who we are is shaped by how our brain connects our memories, present sensations, and our anticipation of the future. Neuroscientists, linguistic, psychological, and cognitive experts have studied the perception of time extensively for hundreds of years. Among other things, researchers know that perceived duration is unique to every individual and does not focus on the singular sensory system. Instead, time perception is a blend of distribution system that involves the cerebral cortex, the cerebellum, and the basal ganglia. Here's a takeaway. Once you understand that you can alter how you perceive time, you can begin to bend time and use it to your advantage. Time is your most valuable asset. Time is more valuable than money. Money is is a replenishable resource. You can always add more dollars to your bank account, but you can't add more time to your life. Your time is finite. If you're 40, you can't turn back the calendar and become 30 again. Authors, artists, songwriters, and poets have romanticized time throughout the ages. The two most powerful warriors are patience and time. The two most powerful warriors are patience 
and time. Leo Tolstoy, War and Peace. The wisest are the most annoyed at the loss of time. My favorite thought about time may be the simplest and is attributed to Benjamin Franklin, who said, time is money. When your time is over, you get no replays. You can't reclaim time. However, our most valuable asset is frequently manipulated. Mind time is perceived time and is directly related to the brain's interpretation of several variables. As we get older, the rate that our brain processes mental images and how quickly they are perceived decreases. It's part of the natural aging process. Our vision and brain plasticity lessen and neural pathways that transmit information degrade and these shifts lead us to sense of time speeding up. Even though on an individual act happens in a fraction of a second, it takes longer to get to the same place. We lose that fraction of a second thousands of times a day. There are several other variables we can't control as well. When we're physically tired, our brains can't transfer and process information as quickly. Our tired brains can't optimally see and make sense of visual, auditory, or tactile input. Our reaction time slows, and this also makes us feel as if time is speeding up. In reality, it's just us slowing down in relation to the rest of the world. That's why athletes who aren't well-rested will play a bad game. Their ability to process is thrown off. That knocks their sense of timing out of balance. They can't see or respond to in-game variables effectively, which is one of the reasons why even the best shooters in the NBA sometimes go 4 for 20 from the field. Psychological trauma, drug use, intense feelings of fear or shock, ADHD, autism, depression, schizophrenia, and other factors also contribute heavily to altering perceptions of time. The five principles of time management. Over the past 20 years, I've immersed myself in the concept of maximizing my time to accomplish my goals. What I discovered early on is that you must respect the nature of time. High achievers universally embrace this as a foundation of their success, including me. As much as any other variable, your relationship to time can profoundly affect how far you go in life. I've tried all sorts of time management strategies. I've added and subtracted parts of various philosophies that make sense to me. And eventually, I developed my own system that I refer to as the five principles of time management. If you can adapt and master these principles in your own life, you'll enjoy more success, make more money, be more productive, add layers of bliss, and build the life you were meant to enjoy. Let's take a look at these five principles. Number one, add more days to your day. One more thinker should set aside the notion of a 24-hour day. The 24-hour day worked well before we had the internet, smartphones, wireless technology, computerized cars, jets, satellites, and other tools that let us expand our footprint and move at the speed of light. We can now send an email anywhere in the world in an instant. We can hold a teleconference with dozens or hundreds of people 24-7. Instead of going to the library or digging through an encyclopedia, we can Google anything and get answers in a matter of seconds. The ability to accomplish tasks have multiplied exponentially. Accessing information, people, and locations takes place with lightning speed immediacy. That's why... If you want to be a high achiever, the 24-hour day is an antiquated concept. In my world, for all of the one more thinkers, 
it no longer applies. We're now able to accomplish more in five minutes, one hour, or one day than we could in an entire week or month 100 years ago. Our ability to compress time is our ability to bend and manipulate time for our best purposes. Guess what that does for your goals? It puts them in your face like never before, and when you're closer to a goal, you naturally approach it with greater urgency. Here's a mindset you can put into practice today. It's effective. I've been doing it for more than 20 years, so I know it works. From time to time, you'll have one of those days where everything is falling in line. You're able to knock out a ton of stuff and be more productive in four or five hours than you are in one of your normal full days. Or maybe you've had a day where you knock out more than you have an entire month. What if you could replicate that rush every day? Here's how. Instead of approaching your day as a single block of time, divide your waking hours into three equal parts or mini days. For me, that means my first day runs from 6am to noon. The second day is from noon to 6pm and my third day is from 6pm until midnight. While you're living seven days in one week, I'm living 21 days in one week. To turbocharge how I spend my time, this is how I do it. By creating shorter days, my mind believes that each minute becomes more valuable. I don't waste time because my sense of urgency is operating at a higher level. Instead, I'm focused even more on what I need to accomplish today. I can press work, relationships, productivity, fitness, and fun into shorter and more intense pieces of time with this strategy. I shrink the finish line so that more of what I do becomes a sprint. Don't lose sight of the fact that your life is still in balance. You still make time for all parts of your life, and that you're doing is squeezing useless air out of the wasted parts of your day. At first, you may be intimidated by attempting to do this, but as you give it a try, you'll replace old bad habits with effective new ones. You'll move faster and have greater control of your time. Here's the cool part if you implement this mindset. Imagine the compounding effect of working 21 days a week for a month, a year, or a decade, or for the rest of your life. Now compare that to people you compete against who look at their days as a single 24-hour block of time. In my mind, I'm living more than 1,000 days in the same time frame as others who think of themselves as living in a 365-day year. Who has the advantage? You already know the answer. I am living example of what this strategy can do for you, and my results have been pretty good so far. Number two, approach time with a greater sense of urgency. The German philosopher Arthur Schopenhauer once said, the common man is not concerned about the passage of time. The man of talent is driven by it. Do you want to become common, or do you want to be a person of talent? Urgency is the key. From my experience, there is a direct correlation between how fast you'll run versus how close you are to the finish line. If you watch distance runners in a race, why does the last lap or leg of the race invariably produce some of the racist, fastest times? In a 26-mile marathon, you keep a steady pace. As you get closer to the finish line, your adrenaline kicks in and you find another gear. You push yourself because you're closer to completing your task and crossing that finishing line. That produces a release of endorphins and you feel that warm and positive rush. 
Now think about running a 100 meter race. It's a flat out sprint from start to finish. You approach the race with maximum urgency. A different mindset is required to do your best. Your body and your brain respond to a different set of stimuli. It's not that people approach life with a lack of vision that causes them to fail. It's the type of vision they call on to get them across the finishing line. Your depth Perception affects your ability to summon that sense of urgency required to perform better. When the goal is further away, you jog toward that goal. When it's right in front of you, it's a sprint. Here's another example. You're a student who is assigned a major project at the beginning of the semester with a deadline toward the end of the semester. Do you jump on that project immediately? Most put that project on cruise control. They quietly slip it on to the top shelf of their life, knowing that they'll deal with it later. That is until the deadline starts to creep up. At some point, panic, fear, dread, thoughts of I hate college, and I think I'll just become a bartender kick in. But if you had attacked that project with a sense of urgency as soon as possible, the looming shadow, the boogeyman, the beast you're facing would be reduced to almost nothing. If you apply this thinking to everything you do throughout the day, week, or year, you'll get more done and enjoy a sense of accomplishment that others only dream about. 3. Learn how to control time instead of time controlling you. When you manage your time with a sense of urgency, you become the master instead of the servant. Moving faster puts you in control of your time more often than not. You have a sense of urgency, but you also have a greater say in what you think is important. That lets you spend more time on what's meaningful and rewarding to you. Controlling your time is a mindset that should turn on as soon as your brain wakes up in the morning. If your mind is in the right place, controlling your time will start even before your feet hit the floor in the morning. As you're waking up, your brain is already planning your day. The first 30 minutes of your day are critical. Think about the timely words of British statesman Lord Chesterfield. Take care of the minutes and the hours will take care of themselves. How you approach the first 30 minutes of your day will set the tone for the balance of the hours to follow. That means staying away from your phone, computer, television or any other form of input that can distract you from what's important in your life. Instead, use that 30 minutes to plan out your day. Review your meetings, phone calls, and projects. Create priorities, meditate, pray, stretch. Practice equanimity, reaffirm your standards, and update yourself on your goals. Before your brain becomes cluttered with people, events, and information of the day, it has to chance to focus. Your brain receives the messages that you're in control instead of the world controlling you. You're better able to start the day filled with confidence and the purpose that you choose. You react accordingly, but when you're not dealing with the unexpected, you're in greater control and working toward your life goals instead of reacting to everyone else. In other words, dedicate the terms of your day or your day will dedicate those terms for you. Before we jump into number four, really quickly, when was the last time you spent 60 minutes working with an elite coach on your life blueprint to map out your next one to three years on the journey to success? Right now, I'm opening up my calendar to spend 60 minutes with individuals who follow Best Book Bits to map out your next stage and season in life through my signature 60-minute life blueprint session. You also get a free copy of my book, Success in 50 Steps. Click the link below to jump first on a free 15-minute pre-coaching chat in the link below. Back with the summary.
Number four, measure your performance often. Where performance is measured, performance improves. Where performance is measured, performance improves. Close proximity to measurement is critical. Every leading motivational and organization expert from Zig Ziglar to Peter Drucker builds this idea into their foundational strategies for a simple reason. Measuring performance works. As you shrink your timeframes and increase your urgency, you also need to shrink the intervals on how often you measure your performance. If you don't take the time to measure, you'll have a more difficult time course correcting. That leads to inefficiency and wasted time. Just make sure you're measuring the right things. Be clear on your goals, priorities, and standards. Understand how they work in concert with each other. Learn to identify not only weaknesses, but the potential sources of those weaknesses. Legendary UCLA basketball coach Jordan Wooden put it into perspective, saying, if you don't have the time to do it right, when will you have the time to do it again? Wooden was a stickler for doing things the right way, right down to how his players tied their shoes. He fine-tuned every technique and process of his teams for years, accepting only one standard and measuring the interim steps almost daily. If your goal is to run a five-minute mile or bump up your sales by 50% or your income by $50,000, how will you know if you're reaching these goals unless you look at the numbers? Anything less and you're just throwing darts and hoping you'll hit your targets. Average people assess themselves once or twice a year, but only making New Year's resolution is not appropriate for one more thinkers. Top performers measure themselves monthly or weekly. Do you take stock of your week's accomplishments on a Friday evening? Do you take stock and set your plans for the coming week on a Sunday evening? The top performers, the one more thinkers, go through this process daily. There's even one more level beyond daily measurements. Some people measure themselves hourly. The most elite have an internal mechanism that is triggered with urgency. I have trained myself to do this, and I'm not lying when I tell you, as hard as it sounds, this discipline has served me well. Think for a moment, who's going to do better? The person who shrinks their measurements intervals or the person who rarely measures where they're at? You already know the answer to. Number five, focus on the future. Too many people are stuck in the past. That kills their ability to be productive in the present and robs them of making plans for the future. The past is gone forever, but until you let it go of it, the past is a thief and steals your ability to dream and imagine. You need to spend time thinking about your future because that's where you're heading. You must also stay connected to the present because that's how you build a better future. It drives me nuts when I see so many people stuck in a loop and how their lives would be different today. If only that one big thing had been different. People getting out of bad relationships or trying to distance themselves from poor family dynamics are particularly vulnerable to past thinking. This isn't to say you shouldn't address the trauma of your past. You must find a way to process it and move forward. If you can't, the only person you're hurting is you and the people you care about right now. Conversely, don't fall into the trap of falling in love with your past if you've had great things happen. Whether you've earned or an advanced college degree, got a big job promotion, got married, and so on, those things are nice. But if you rest on those laurels too much, you're still not living in the present and building a better future. As Coco Chanel once said, don't spend time beating on a wall hoping to transform it into a door. 
one more thinkers have the innate ability to spend time dreaming and imagining about their future while taking decisive actions in the present to shape what lies ahead. Changing others' perception of you. When you incorporate the five principles of time management into your life, how others see you is going to change too. When people see you're no longer wasting time, they begin to not waste your time. They see you're also no longer spending too much time taking care of other people's priorities because you're too focused on taking care of your own. At work, you need to be reasonable about this. Find a way to make your employer's goals your goals and blend the two to create harmony. Your friends, family, and co-workers will understand that you're in an attack mode in your life instead of a react mode. They will respect you and your relationship with them will be redefined. It's an added benefit that alters your life because your newfound time management is actually newfound life management. Also, as you change your approach to time, you'll be open to meeting new like-minded people and embark on new projects and adventures you may have thought were just a pipe dream. Let me leave you with this one final thought about time management from Charles Darwin. A man who dares to waste one hour of time has not discovered the value of life. Stop wasting time and start bending time to your advantage to get on. Now that's a wrap on this book summary, The Power of One More. Let me know what you think in the comment below. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check us out on Spotify. Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. We've done 1,000 book summaries in video, written in audio format. If you need some coaching, I do one-on-one personal development coaching. I also do business consulting, YouTube consulting. And if you want to write a book, let me know too. I help people write their first book, busy entrepreneurs and busy business people who want to write a book and have something to say. So click the link below, jump on a free 15-minute chat with me, and let's talk further. Thanks for watching and listening. Have yourself an amazing day. Take care. Bye-bye now.